Listeners, and welcome to the Heal the Sick podcast. This is Million here with you, M I L L I A N, coming to you from Las Vegas, Nevada. We are uh, Dominion Fire Church out here. You can find us online at dominionfire.com. And I myself am a licensed minister through John G. Lake Ministries, which you'll find at jglm.org. Now, I'm going to get right into this one because I am super excited and I am just, uh, I'm busting at the seams, as they say. Uh, joining me on the phone, Today is uh, the gentleman that pretty much revolutionized uh, everything I do in ministry with uh, the things that he teaches and the ministry work that he does. And uh, every week you hear me talk about JGLM, John G. Lake Ministries, and you hear a lot of the guests talk about it, and they often pay homage to this gentleman on the phone, the general overseer of John G. Lake Ministries, uh, the one responsible for all this, Mr. Curry Blake. Curry, welcome to the Heal the Sick podcast. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, sir. How about you? We're doing great out here. It's an honor to have you, and uh, thank you so much. You've uh, you've really impacted so many people through this, and every week somebody mentions you, so it's it's great having you here. Um, now, I know we normally open with some testimonies and uh, things that can really encourage the listeners. So uh, I know you've thousands upon thousands of them, but is there is there any particular healing testimonies that kind of stick out in your mind that you can share with our audience? Well, actually, there's several, and it goes all the way back to our beginnings. Uh, we, we started, of course, because of a need with my own daughter, but uh, just getting to some even recent testimonies. And, and, and you know, I've always heard people say, well, uh, it was really good when I was doing this, but I was really blessed whenever the people that I taught, it worked for them. And even though I always heard that, I didn't know how that could be true, how anything could really be better hearing about somebody else doing it. <laughs> but uh, Honestly, that's the position I'm in now. That uh, it, it's and with the testimonies that we get, the ones that really bless me the most, it seems, are the ones that I get from people who got a hold of this message and started just applying it, and it's working for them, and they're touching lives, and 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 a lot of it has to do with just the fact that they are touching people that I'll never meet, never know, wouldn't have a way to get a hold of me, and yet they're out touching lives and making a difference, and, and probably some of the, the best are the ones that, that write their calls and say, you know, I never thought God could use me, but uh, I, mean, I got a hold of your material, and it's changed everything. And so we hear these testimonies of people that have never met me, have never been in our meetings, and yet they've heard it by CD, or they watched something on YouTube, and went out and did it, and it, it's working for them. And it's, uh, to me, that's the best blessing. Now, and we get testimonies literally every day concerning almost every part of the human body and pretty much every type of sickness or disease. So uh, to really pinpoint it down to one thing is kind of hard, but literally we have, um, uh, we have testimonies on every type of cancer. And matter of fact, I'm, I'm looking at a, a testimony we just got in. Actually, it's a prayer request, uh, strangely enough, and... I showed it to our staff here at the office and said, you know, uh, this is how blessed we are that these are the kind of test, these are the kind of prayer requests we get. And it was of a, of a man who said, I'm asking for prayer because I got a hold of this material. It's changed my life, but I have seen the plateaued at 50% results. Mm-hmm. And he's very dissatisfied that he's only getting 50%. 
And I, when I saw that, of course, we want 100%, and we tend to get 100% in most cases. And yet, at the same time, it really stood out to me because I remembered when I started, and, and even as I've done some research, the average church maybe gets 8 to 10% success rate. Okay. And the average Christian gets even less than that, usually. Mm-hmm. And here's a man that says, uh, I'm getting 50%, and, and I know that's not God, what God wants. And so please pray that I will continue to get better results. And I thought, how many ministries actually get that kind of prayer request with that kind of testimony mm-hmm. of a 50% success rate, you know, at all, uh, let alone being dissatisfied with that, because most ministries would be thrilled with it. And um, but it's just a testimony to the, the message itself, because uh, as, as you know, we always just say, this is just the gospel. It's nothing special. It's not... We don't uh, claim any special anointing or gifting. It's just a gospel, and it works. Definitely. Uh, but we just uh, returned from Europe and did a uh, several divine healing technician trainings there, uh, one in Spain, one in Denmark, and then we also uh, had just returned from South Africa about a month ago. And in both cases, uh, just off the top of my head, remembering some of the things at our last meetings there, we had two ladies, one that was totally blind, had been blind, a number of years, seven or eight years, I believe, if I'm trying to get the facts straight, that uh, was totally blind, and we were in a healing service on a Saturday night, just walked up to her, asked her what she needed, saw that she was blind, and uh, said, I'm going to minister to you right now. And she said, okay. And just as we did, we didn't pray, we didn't beg, we just commanded her eyes to receive sight, and I laid my hands on her forehead, and instantly, her eyes opened up, and she could see perfectly well. I uh, had another young man there with me that also was watching what was going on, and he uh, continued to just test her out uh, for the next hour or so, just saying, can you read this? Can you see that? And then I turned right around, there was a lady there that was blind in one eye, and she started saying, pray for me, pray for me. So I, again, I just turned around, and I said, just like the other one, God loves you both the same. Be healed now in Jesus' name. And... Instantly, her eye opened. So, um, in that same service, we had something like, I believe it was over two dozen wheelchair cases that came out. One woman hadn't walked in 17 years. I walked for the first time that night and left her without a wheelchair. Another woman hadn't walked in over seven years. She got out of her wheelchair and walked out without it. Um, so, we're, it is it, just, um, I don't want to make a lot of it or, you know, didn't get it in any way or anything or demean it in any way, but this is now common. Uh, I just got a report just this week of the last healing service that they did in, in Europe after I had left, and 100% of the people that came were healed. When we were in South Africa, uh, we had some uh, a team, and this is not me doing it, this is my team that went in with me, went into a women's prison and prayed for 130 women, mm. and out of 130 women, 130 women got healed. Wow. So one hundred percent across the board, um, because we just took out the variable, which is usually the sick person, and it's just God's promise to us as believers that He would lay hands on what we cover, and that's what we believe. And so, we, if we do our part, we're not the variable. God doesn't vary, and so we just remove the variable, and which is the faith of the other person, and we have faith for them. And so, essentially, that's the. Uh, you know, the whole gist of it, if you get down to it. Mm-hmm. But uh, 
we are amazingly blessed to uh, have been really shown this gospel and shown the truth of it and shown the message, and it's just feeling like Jesus. So we're, uh, you know, we're, we're thrilled to, that, that to be in this position to where God can use us and that He does use us. So, uh, but yeah, like, like I said, there's plenty more testimonies that <laughs> I'd have to actually say and start thinking directly, <laughs> specifically. So. Yeah, we could uh, we could be here all day talking about them because it's just uh, it, it's really interesting because uh, like with, with our ministry here, we started getting a hold of this message, and it was uh, very much like the like the email you got that when we first started, we were seeing littles here and there, and as we grew in it, you know, we're seeing more and more now than ever. Um, so, what would you say? Um, we have a couple minutes before the break here. Um, from someone that has started and let's say from the time you started to where you're at now over about a 30 year span, um, do you minister differently now? Do you take a different approach now? Do you have a different mindset to it now? What has changed with how you minister to people? Uh, actually I would say it has uh, changed quite drastically. I believe it's uh, primarily just because I've matured spiritually, I believe, and, and hopefully have become more like Jesus in that area. Um, most of it would have to do, when I first started, I was very, um, how can I say, very cut and dry, you know, kind of the law ordered. In other words, I mean, I, I wasn't legalistic, but at the same time, it was coming from a, a family that is, uh, has been policemen, you know, marshals, uh, law enforcement oriented, myself also in the military, law enforcement, and the corrections officer for the state of Texas. I have a, a law mentality, which is good as long as it doesn't become legalistic. Mm-hmm. Well, in times past, uh, I've studied a lot of Charles Finn, in which uh, he also was a lawyer, so there's precedent, there's legal standing, there's all these things, and that really helped me see God in a way that was, again, not legalistic, but that there are laws, there are principles, there are things that um, they are the way they are. And we we can't change that, so we have to learn to work with it. And then, in the middle of all that, as I was, uh, you know, I saw God very black and white, very cut and dried, uh, you know, no gray area whatsoever, which is very accurate, but at the same time, uh, it's good to see him that way as long as you know his love uh, is there, and it doesn't come from just a legalistic situation. Uh, So, as I've grown up, uh, in Christ, now there's a lot more, um, when I say grace, I don't mean, you know, preaching grace or saying grace or that kind of thing. I'm I'm saying there's, uh, I'm living grace to people and giving grace to people. In other words, I guess the, the number one thing I've learned and changed in is I've just learned to give people room to grow. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been very easy to just say, oh, you're not at this point, so, you know, you're you know, just cut you off. Uh, you make a mistake, cut you off. That's the law side. But being able to give people grace to grow, you know, which means giving them room to grow and say, you make a mistake, all right, back up, don't stay down there, get up, recognize the mistake, mm-hmm. move on. Definitely. You know? and, and, and just give people grace to grow. That's probably the biggest thing. And just a lot easier on people than I used to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, which my family can attest <laughs> Definitely. Um, I that's part of the biggest thing, and, and I guess part of the one of the things that helps me the most is that I'm not um, 
the group I was raised around, it was all about the sick person's faith. Mm-hmm. You know, I had to teach them enough to get them to have faith. Uh, if they didn't have faith, it wasn't going to work or something along those lines. And probably the thing that's helped me the most is to realize that, you know, a dead person generally doesn't have faith, and if I can raise the dead, then I can have faith for any, anything else. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much where I operate from. So I, I really never look for a person's faith. I, I minister to them based on my faith. Dominion Fire Church. And then, uh, and the healed, then they understand how good God is, and then they get faith in Him. Nice. So it's kind of kind of reversed the way that I was originally taught. Um, that that I actually am allowed to bring them into faith rather than demanding faith from them. Definitely. Yeah, these uh, listeners, uh, again, we're so- talking with uh, Reverend Kirk Blake today, General Overseer of JGLM, the uh, the Grand Poobah, so to speak. We're, uh, we're excited to have him here. And uh, throughout all the training that I've done under his uh, his teaching, uh, you know, it's the, the this faith is kind of like a muscle. You know, you got to work it. You got to get out there. You got to do it. And uh, this growth period is so vital. And uh, when uh, we're up, actually up against our break, when we come back, we are going to speak about um, a little background and experience and hear more about the uh, Curry's journey. So, listeners, you are here on the Heal the Sick podcast. Keep it locked here, and we'll be right back. Thank you for listening to the Heal the Sick podcast, presented by Dominion Fire Church. Our ministry is growing, and we would like to ask you to grow along with us. Currently, we are in need of financial support, and we are asking friends, listeners, and followers to help crowdfund this ministry on a monthly basis. If this program has blessed or inspired you, please help us to produce more and more episodes by becoming a monthly supporter of $5, $10, or whatever amount is in your heart to give. Your contribution helps us produce more programs, help the sick get healed, and also support Christian outreaches overseas. Please visit www.dominionfire.com slash monthly supporter for details and how to get started. Again, that's dominionfire.com slash monthly supporter. We thank you for your generosity and support. Dominion Fire Church, Las Vegas, Nevada. Listeners, back on the Heal the Sick podcast. Million here with you, M-I-L-L-I-A-N, from Dominion Fire Church, Las Vegas, Nevada, which you can find us at dominionfire.com. And if at uh, any point you would like to ask a question of our guests or our ministry or anything here you have going on, please email us at dominionfirechurch at gmail.com. And you can also hit us up on facebook.com slash dominionfire and twitter.com slash dominionfire. If you'd like to follow my personal Twitter, it is at healingminister, and you're welcome to follow my personal musings there and... Uh, just see the kind of crazy stuff that I like to throw out at you. So uh, check it out, and uh, please get involved, and please let people know we're out here. As I mentioned to you a lot of times on the program, I have uh, trained under John G. Lake Ministries, a uh, DHT, their uh, Dominion Bible Institute, and also licensed as a minister through them. And the gentleman that I have trained under and who I have learned all this uh, wonderful material from, and, and I, I'm very grateful to him because he was the one who got me up out of the chair. That was that was what I attest the most to all of this learning is that it was always there. The knowledge was never kind of brought together, 
But now it is, and now it shows me why I need to get out there, why I need to get out there and go. And as I tell you guys every time, you got to get off the sidelines and into the game, and this is what I'm talking about. So joining me on the phone today, General Overseer of JGLM, John G. Lake Ministries, Reverend Curry Blake. Uh, Curry, would you please tell the audience a little about yourself, your background experience, and uh, JGLM, and kind of bring everything together for us? Exactly. Uh, actually, now it's uh, 18 months old, got hit by a car. My dad actually backed out over me, didn't see me. Uh, like I said, 17 months old, so uh, did some severe damage. They thought I would die. And uh, we were actually my family at that time, which uh, well, we were at a family reunion. Everybody there was either Methodist, uh, Southern Baptist. Uh, my mother was, was Pentecostal. But uh, my grandfather picked me up off of the gravel driveway and took me to the hospital. And, they thought I wouldn't live, but my mother began praying, dedicated me to God, and it's quite a long story, which actually goes into, I go into his every DHT to and explain how it started, but the end result was that God heard my mom's prayers, spared my life, uh, my mom raised me to, to know God, and, and it wasn't anything, definitely wasn't anything uh, super spiritual or anything like that, we were just typical Christians, I would say, my dad was a policeman, and our lives weren't... Uh, you know, perfect Christians by any stretch. We had a, a lot of family issues that were going on at the time, but when I turned nine, I went across the street and walked into the church, and actually, when the pastor gave an altar call, I went down front and uh, asked Jesus to be my Lord, and kind of was raised after that, knowing that God could heal, just uh, instead of going actually into a Southern Baptist church, and so a lot of that was kind of just left on the sideline, and well, I God could, just didn't know how to get him to do it, and uh, you know, especially when we needed it. And then I went into the military, and, and then even when I got out of the military, got married right after that, and had our first child who was born with a meningioma tumor. And again, like I said, all this is in the, the beginning sessions of the DHT, just to give people an idea of it. But I didn't just decide one day, you know, okay, let's check out healing, or you know, healing looks like a good area to move into. It was necessity. Um, we immediately started studying healing teaching. Like I said, I knew God could heal, just didn't know how to get into And just started really speaking information about healing and ran across the Philadelphia Peoples' work and his teaching. And also into John G. Lake, that I heard him mentioned a lot. And heard he got results. So we started actually just studying a lot of his teaching. And then eventually I got a hold of uh, his family. And um, on uh, February 13th of 1981, my, my daughter actually passed away. We did not get her healed. And we buried her on Valentine's Day of that same year. And when I stood at that grinning, uh, my wife and I was too dead. I made a vow to God. We said, God, there was no man for me when I needed one, but if you would teach me, I would be that man for somebody else. And so we didn't back off the healing. We actually dug in and went deeper and started just chasing out all the leads we could find and eventually got a hold of John Lake's family and started asking many questions and, and and it started opening things up and I started realizing that a lot of the stuff that I'd been taught in church about God and about healing just wasn't true and that it wasn't accurate biblically and a lot of it was just traditions. And so I had uh, studied more and then actually started putting it into practice and, you know, like... Uh, like you said at the very beginning, the key is to get into the game. Um, that, that's really 
I, you know, I know people think sometimes, well, he's saying this, it's easy for him to say because he's done all these things or whatever. I'm telling you, the, the, the secret to all this is just to get started. You know, even if you're only getting 1% success, you get started and you keep going and you don't stop. And the, the real key is to, is to not stop. That once you start, you just keep moving forward, you keep doing what you know to do. And just like anything else, the more you do it, the better you get at it. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're doing it right. And so if you're doing it wrong, then you're going to be better at doing it wrong and getting the best results. So the key is to be active, find out what the Bible says, and then just begin doing that and not quitting, not backing off no matter what. Even if people that you pray for die, uh, you keep moving forward and you keep doing what you're supposed to do because the, I don't pray for the sick because they get well. I minister to the sick because the Bible says to, and because it's right. And so under that, under those parameters, uh, if somebody dies, that doesn't take me off the hook of just being able to stop and not minister anymore. I still have to minister. If any person I've laid hands on dropped dead instantly, I'd still have to pray for the sick because the Bible says so. Mm -hmm. And so I've learned just to keep on going and then, you know, over a period of time, we started seeing better and better results. Uh, when I got a hold of a manual that Dr. Lake used to train his blood healing technicians, uh, literally overnight, uh, my success rate went up over 50%. And within about the next nine months, we had hit 100%. And for nine months in my home, every person that came to my house was healed. And we, we it, it didn't matter what they had. It didn't matter... Uh, how long they had it or how they got it. Uh, mainly because we didn't push, again, like I said earlier, just we didn't push for their faith. We just uh, believed that God gave us a promise that who we lay hands on, they would come. And so we just started ministering. And eventually, some people called me and asked me to come minister for them. Because we did, we did no advertising. We didn't... Uh, we didn't do anything the way people tell us you're supposed to, to start a ministry or build a ministry. Very honestly, we still don't do anything the way they tell us we're supposed to. Mm-hmm. The ministry keeps growing, and very uh, honestly, we're yeah. staying at a pretty hectic pace, uh, trying to help everybody that asked. And um, we're just you know, moving forward in everything and in every area. And over a period of time, we just started seeing that uh, they should ask us to keep them. And then we started, started teaching these people, they started getting the same results, and now, in some cases, even better results than we get. Mm. And so, uh, we just continued. And, and I, I would say, and I've said this many times, when I came into this, um, I didn't come with any special gifts, special things, nothing like that. Uh, about the only thing that I can think of that I actually brought to the table was just we would not quit. And we just keep going. Uh, even if I feel like quitting at times, we just keep showing up and we keep on going. And so uh, I really believe that of everything else, that's probably the number one key uh, to, to seeing the results that we do. Mm-hmm. And again, as I said earlier, the really the, one of the major blessings that I have now is not just knowing that people that I minister to get healed, but that we train people and they get as good or better results than we get. And so we're just, uh, you know, extremely blessed to be uh, a part of what God is doing through all of this.
Definitely. You know, uh, listeners, again, we're speaking with uh, Curry Blake from John G. Lake Ministries. Um, now, John G. Lake Ministries, which is jglm.org on the web, uh, the pro- there's programs for DHT, Divine Healing Technician. There's Dominion Bible Institute, DBI. A uh, lot of acronyms. I think that's a military influence. I'm not sure. But uh, a lot of acronyms with JGLM because it's all good. And um, we are, uh, unfortunately, up against the break. So uh, we'll be back in a couple minutes. And I would love to keep uh, Curry on the phone here for hours and hours. But i got to respect this time, so we do have to take a break. And uh, when we come back, uh, a little lesson from the heart and hear what, uh, what's on his heart and what's on his teaching these days. And uh, find out more about this ministry that a lot of us are, are trained through and that you hear people talking about every week. So uh, we'll be back here on the Heal the Sick podcast momentarily. No, nobody go nowhere. Right back. Thank you for listening to the Heal the Sick podcast, presented by Dominion Fire Church. Our ministry is growing, and we would like to ask you to grow along with us. Currently, we are in need of financial support, and we are asking friends, listeners, and followers to help crowdfund this ministry on a monthly basis. If this program has blessed or inspired you, please help us to produce more and more episodes by becoming a monthly supporter of $5, $10, or whatever amount is in your heart to give. Your contribution helps us produce more programs, help the sick get healed, and also support Christian outreaches overseas. Please visit www.dominionfire.com slash monthly supporter for details and how to get started. Again, that's dominionfire.com slash monthly supporter. We thank you for your generosity and support. Dominion Fire Church, Las Vegas, Nevada. And listeners, back on the Heal the Sick podcast, a very special episode for me today, and I know a lot of people out there listening are excited for our guest from John G. Lake Ministries, Reverend Curry Blake. Uh, just phenomenal, just phenomenal ministry work and just such uh, such great insight. Changed my life as well as anyone else. And again, before we dig in here, just remember, it's jglm.org, and also you can find us at dominionfire.com, as well as on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, all kind of stuff. We're just uh, we're flooding the market with uh, God's Word. We're countering all the junk that's out there and we're uh we're being God's kingdom PR team out here, just putting out good spin for them. So just check out all the good stuff that, that we have, and uh, including this podcast, Heal the Sick. And uh, back to our guest, uh, Curry Blake, joining us today, and just uh, an amazing wealth of experience and knowledge, and has just been through the fire and back with a lot of this healing and, and with ministry work. And uh, whenever we have guests on the program, listeners, I always like to ask them in this segment to share a lesson with us, share something that's on their heart, kind of that they're going through and dealing with. And uh, Curry was telling me in the break that... Um, the idea of being connected and working together in a saints movement is something that he's uh, really been um, contemplating and praying and studying on a lot, and that's just kind of what's on his heart right now. So, uh, Curry, again, welcome to the program, and please tell us kind of what's on your heart as far as uh, people working together and uh, saints movement. Excellent. Yeah, uh, I would say right now, especially, um, you know, many times we have a kind of knee-jerk response and we go the exact opposite. And, and in the church, there has been, in, in times past, such heavy-handedness and such control and manipulation and things like that that the general congregation and population of Christianity has just rebelled against that and has said, okay, I don't even need to go to church. I don't even need to be a part of anything. I can just worship God where I am. And that is absolutely true in the sense that you can know God, you can worship God, and uh, we are commanded to fellowship 
uh, and not to forsake the assembly of ourselves together, even though when Paul wrote that, he wasn't talking about what we see today as a church in and of itself, per se, but he's talking about gathering with believers. And so uh, just the main thing now is that we many times we have this long-range mentality, and, you know, the more technology is supposed to connect us, even though we're online more and maybe, you know, texting and doing all kinds of things, many times we have less actual communication and especially communion one with another. And I guess the one thing that I would really say is that, and, and again, not trying to push the uh, control aspect or any of that stuff, but just saying, find believers that that you can relate to, and they're going where you want to go, and, and connect with them, and fellowship with them, and you know, study with them, spend time with them. But even above just spending and spending time, spend time going out, actually being Christian, you know, the whenever Jesus came, as I've said before, he, does, he didn't come to start a new theology. He didn't come to, to do some of the things that we always see in Christianity today. He came to start a relationship with the Father. And we've lost the idea sometimes that part of that relationship is sharing the Father's heart with other people, people that don't know him, and, and being his hands to people. So, you know, some of the things that we're looking at even now and some of the things that we've been doing uh, over the last few years, especially, is we've, we've put together, you know, what we call life teams. And, and again, I'm not saying, oh, run from this thing and, and run into life teams and come do life teams as opposed to something else. I was just looking and asking God, what can we do to help people get connected and, and actually fulfill who they are supposed to be in Christ? And so out of that uh, came what we call our life teams, and simply a group of believers that come together in homes, in churches, in coffee shops, different places, meet, fellowship, and discuss the Word, discuss, you know, even doctrinal issues, but mainly they are discussing on how to take the Gospel to their city. How can they reach out to people? How can they show the Father's love to people? How can they touch people's lives? And they just go out, they heal the sick, they cast out devils, they pray for people, they they bless people, they feed the hungry. Um, They're just being Christians. And it's that's really the, the probably one of the main things even right now is that there needs to be just a connectedness uh, because there there is a lot of you know error there is a lot of heresy and there is I'm not going to say there's always safety in a group because the group can be wrong but when you find a group that you can see what they believe and what they believe lines up with the word of God then connect with that group and see what the vision of that group is and make sure that that group's vision is the vision of, of the Bible, that it's God's vision. And, you know, we've, we've so complicated the gospel. We've made it into a theology. And when it was supposed to be just a living, functioning reality you know, to us, and that now we've, we've become very good at knowing the Greek and the Hebrew, and we can argue doctrine and we do these things, and then we've become not so good at being able to just reach out and touch lives and, and and actually bring people into a truth that can actually set them free and can change their lives both here and for eternity. And I guess that's probably the biggest thing is, as I said earlier, even as I grow up and grow up in Christ, that I start to see more and more His heart and His vision and His, his goals uh, for the body of Christ. 
and really more than anything else, I guess that's what has uh, burdened my heart, if you want to call it that, or you know, kind of hurts my heart. It's <laughs> uh, just that we we tend to miss it. You know, sometimes we get so hung up on on our plans uh, that we miss God's plan and we miss what God would really have us do. And you know, there's some great things going on in the body of Christ, and there's some great activities and. I'm not saying we shouldn't do activities. I believe absolutely we should be doers of the Word. We should be active. Um, we should be touching lives. And, but the main thing is is that we have to make sure that what we're doing is actually what the Bible says to do and not something we've substituted uh, for, you know, like, like children. Uh, I don't want to clean my room. Can I do something else? Okay, you go do something else instead of clean your room. That's not the way God works. Um, pretty much with God, he said, you know, this is my will. And basically tells us to get in line with it. And, and, if, and if our hearts are truly given to him, then our, our desires and our goals change. And pretty soon it's not about, you know, what we can build. It's about what God wants done through us. And if something gets built, that's wonderful. But the main thing is, is that we keep moving uh, toward growing up into Christ and looking more like him in everything. And so I think it's just got a lot to do now with people not being... Uh, I, think, I think we've turned to the point where we are rebelling for the sake of rebelling sometimes. Mm-hmm. And just, well, that's a you know, that's an organized group, so I'm against organization, so I'm not going to be a part of that. Well, God is organized. You know, you look at the universe and see the organization. You can see even how he organized all through the Bible. Uh, even Jesus told them, you know, Tell them to sit down in groups of 50 and count them and put them in groups of 50 and feed them. And, and, and um, several times they give specific numbers and uh, people, how many people were there. So they, there was organization. And even in the church, uh, Paul and the other apostles had organization in their church. They had deacons. They had elders. Uh, they had uh, even Paul's letter to the Corinthians. It was about organization. It was about you're doing the gift, and it's great, but you're doing it wrong. Do it right. Organize it, do it correctly, mm. and so there is organization. But you know, in times past, we've organized God out of things, and now we've actually taken ourselves out of organizing at all, and just well, I'm just going to wander around and do anything I want to do, and not be a part of anything. And yeah, you know, the, the the sum of all Christians working together is much greater than than any output of any individual Christian. Mm. And so. All I'm saying is that, you know, find a group that preaches the Bible, something you can prove what the Bible says, and get their vision and work together to take the gospel to the city. Um, take your city for Christ. Let people there know. And I'm not saying knock on every door and saying, come to my church. I'm saying go there and knock on the door and saying, you know what? I just represent Christ. I'm just going to pray for you. What's your need? Do you need a job? Do you need food? What do you need? If they need food, go get them some. Mm-hmm. And, and things like that. And, and learn what living kingdom life is, and just recognize that you are the conduit of God to this earth, and that God can reach and touch people through you, whether it's healing, whether it's food, whether it's finances, regardless of what it is, God will pour it through you if you'll reach out and touch other people. So that's probably been the biggest thing. Um, I see so many Christians that seem to be almost like orphans, that they wander around without any connection. And, you know, I'm not saying that, again, not not going to the other side and saying we need total control or, you know, total organization or anything like that. 
you should be connected. You should have somebody that you can talk with it, that when they look at you, they can look and say, something's not right. Something, there's something going on in their life. Mm-hmm. And you don't get that if you're not connected, you know, with, with the, even if it's a small group of people, to be connected with them and then start making that connection with people out in the, in the city. Yeah, but listeners... Uh... That's, that's my heart. Definitely, definitely. Um, you know, listeners, that's an interesting point because uh, something that God's been working on my heart a lot about with, because it's very easy to fall into what, what Curry's talking about. I'll be very blunt with you. It's very easy to have that happen. And, uh, you know, the idea of, you know, we're all parts of the body and we need each other. And there's a big element of that. There's there's just things that other people bring to the table sometimes that help us complete the circle. So uh, I I understand and uh, I respect that fully. It's uh, something I'm, I'm also working on I'll, in full disclosure to you. Um, we're just about at the end here, Curry. I want to thank you so much for being here. It's, it's been an absolute pleasure to uh, not only study under you, but also to uh, interact with you a couple times and chat with you today. So it's uh, I'm very grateful, and thank you so much for your time. Um, if people would like to know more about John G. Lake Ministries, the uh, programs that you have, the schools, the teaching, uh, what is the contact info, uh, Facebook, YouTube, uh, web pages, email, whatever you're comfortable sharing? Yeah, actually, the uh, web page is probably the central source of everything, and that's just www.jglm.org. Okay. It stands for John Jack Ministries, or actually, we've actually started using another name they offer, which stands for Jesus Gives Life Meaning. Okay. But uh, it's kind of funny how the both initials line up. So that's the number one way of getting a hold of us. We are on Facebook, you can, or on YouTube, or you can just type in. Craig Blake or John Jack Ministries on either of those. We have Facebook pages. We, um, and then actually, the, our Sunday morning service is broadcast over the internet. If you go to our website, you can see that. Uh, everything's archived, I think, also on YouTube. So there's, there's a lot of ways to, to get a hold of us. We are located in Dallas, Texas. We have um, our church here in Plano, which is North Dallas, Texas. And so if you go to the website, you can get the address and and all that for us, but um, I guess, uh, you know, the main thing, and if you someone need to contact us, they can contact us at uh, contact at jglm.org, okay. and that's an email so they can send that to us if they need prayer. We'll be glad to uh, minister to them. And so there's just uh, a lot that, uh, a lot of ways to get a hold of us, and anything we can do to help, that's what we want to do. So we're just trying to reach out and touch lives. Brilliant. Uh, probably the one scripture. God has really put on my heart is that we present every man perfect in Christ Jesus, and really that's our goal. Definitely. Very awesome. Um, and as we're getting ready to wrap up here, uh, listeners, I, I just want to thank you for uh, for being with us today. Again, a very special show, very close to my heart, and I'm so excited. Uh, Curry, I usually ask our guests as we are wrapping up the show if they have, uh, if they would please pray for our listening audience, if anyone out there has any uh, healing needs, uh, if you pick up prophetic words, words of knowledge, anything that just kind of comes to you, if you'll please pray for us and just let it rip. You bet, you bet. Well, Father, I thank you right now, these people that are under the sound of our voices right now. And Father, I know that you have already provided for them everything that they need to reach their full potential in you. And so, Father, I thank you right now for absolute healing, for deliverance, for freedom. Father, for the broken heart to be healed, to be touched. Even now, Father, I thank you right now. And I say in Jesus' name, right now, regardless of your problem, Right now, Jesus has provided the answer. So in Jesus' name, right now, 
be healed, be whole, right now, in the name of Jesus, I set you free. I release life. I release freedom. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I set you free from any addictions and bondages, fears, torments. Right now, in Jesus' name, right now, this second, you're free. In Jesus' name, right now. And Father, I thank you that you are revealing yourself to the people that are listening right now and that they will know you and know that you love them enough in your son. And that right now that life touches them, sets them free, heals them and delivers them, spirit, soul, and body. And Father, I thank you even right now the financial fears that some are going through right now. Father, I thank you that you are releasing through your body and by your spirit the answers for those needs you met and that the people can know that they can rely on you to meet their needs to take care of them because you're a good father. So in Jesus' name, we just release jobs, blessing, and Father, right now, in Jesus' name, I bless these people. But in Jesus' name, be blessed Right now, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen. Awesome, awesome. Curry, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been an absolute pleasure. And again, listeners, um, you can find us online at dominionfire.com, Facebook, Twitter. Look up uh, just Dominion Fire or Dominion Fire Church, and you'll find us. Uh, YouTube, Instagram, we have things out there as well. And you can also email us at dominionfirechurch at gmail.com for any questions, comments, feedback, or anything that you would like to add into the program. Listeners, it's an absolute pleasure to have you here. This has been a phenomenal show, and I am just so excited. Thank you again to not only Curry Blake, but everyone at JGLM.org over there at uh, John G. Lake Ministries. It's been an absolute pleasure. Listeners, we'll see you next time here on the Heal the Sick podcast. And as we always say on the ministry, boom, goes Yeshua. We'll see you next time.